97.5 News Gazette Media Stations. Now Brad Underwood says let's go. Frazier dribbles, backs away with three, going to have to shoot it with two, a long, long three. Oh, he got it! He got it! And that's going to end the half and listen to the roar! Fighting Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to tip-off is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Your first look and in-depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5, the flagship home for fighting Illini basketball. Behind the back dribble, Black, bank shot, go! <laughs> and they say the big guys can't goodness. dribble, right? How did he do that? Jordan on the right wing, right corner, Finky puts it on the deck, drives in, oh! and slams it in! <laughs> Finky slams it in! There's the Kenny hey, battle drive! Exactly! <laughs> Now, from our Illini Game Day studios in Champaign, here's your host, Scott Beatty. And good afternoon, everybody. Welcome in to Fighting Illini Game Day. Illinois basketball on the road this evening. They're taking on the Michigan State Spartans, who are one of the most formidable opponents for anybody in the nation, let, let alone the Big Ten. The Spartans at 26-3 overall. They are 14-2 in conference. Sparty riding a 10-game winning streak and looking to clinch at least a share of the regular season Big Ten title. How you doing, everybody? I am Scott Beatty, along with Lauren Tate, we're getting you set, taking you for the next half hour, and then we'll send it out to the Breslin Center in East Lansing where Brian and Doug will take you the rest of the way with coverage tonight on Fighting Illini Game Day. This is the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. See the folks at Rudy Wealth Management for all of your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois' retirement specialist. Lauren Tate, good afternoon to you. Illinois coming off a win against Nebraska on Sunday. That felt good for Illini Nation, but, boy, this is an awfully tough opponent. Are we playing the team that played Northwestern in the first half or the second <laughs> half? Yeah, in fact, Northwestern uh, had a 27-point lead. Uh, most folks who are paying attention to the Big Ten basketball right now heard about this and, and blew it. All-time record. And blew it. And, boy, we, we've talked about it so many times. I know you have. Leads are just nothing anymore in college in basketball. Hurry. Uh, they go in a hurry, but I talked to Mary Henson, and so when Lou and Mary came over, uh, they went to see a New Mexico State game the very next year after he had left New Mexico State. They played Bradley. When they walked in the gym, the score was 28 to nothing. <laughs> Michigan State was down and won. It's incredible. Now, <laughs> Northwestern, you can't play much worse than they did in the second half. Oh, no, and you can't play much better than they did in the first half. They were sensational, 49 points, and then they only score 11. That's kind of... Illinois ball games have gone yes. against Ohio State. A beautiful first half of a first half yep. when they jumped out to that 15-point lead, and then it, and then it all went away. We've seen the scoring droughts, but Illinois, we saw some fight in the loss against Indiana in the second half, and against Nebraska, they did just enough. They were gritty enough in the second half. Well, Michigan State's had some rough games. You know, they had an overtime game with Rutgers. You want to explain that one? That was much earlier. But let me tell you, they're leading the league, and I'm not going to get everything here, but they're leading the league with 82.6 points per game. Their defense has given up 64.8, which is leading the league. That's a plus 17-plus points per game. They're shooting 51% to lead the league. Their opponents are shooting 36-2. That leads the league. Now, they're also leading the league in rebounds, blocks, and assists. Assists. 
That's all. Is that enough? <laughs> I run out of words. Miles Bridges, one of three players in the country, averaging at least 17 points, nearly seven rebounds, and two and a half assists per game. And uh, did we mention? Did you mention their blocks? They're up there in blocks as well. I yeah, think blocks, the assists, and rebounds were my Cheapers. last three. And, yeah. and uh, the the guy leading the league in assists, and, and he knows who to throw the ball to. Cassius Winston, he's got seven assists per game. That's pretty good. While he's also averaging 12 points a game. There, there's a note here from Michigan State and their media notes saying Miles Bridges in the last meeting between Illinois and Michigan State that he, he hit 11 of 13 shots, which gives me the image of he's sinking 12, 15, 17-foot jumpers. No, he was dunking and having layups. It was a dunk and layup party for Michigan State in the last Somehow game. Somehow they, uh, they were getting all that off the weak side. The guys would they had the ball on one side, and then a guy would come running into the basket from the other side, and they'd throw the ball up near the rim, and they'd, and they'd dunk it. I mean, Nick Ward's shooting 67.8%. Two out of every three shots goes in. It's easy when they're coming from six inches away from the you basket. Bet. You bet. Still the Illini feeling good after a win over Nebraska 72-66 at the State Farm Center. Coach Brad Underwood talking about the positives from Sunday. Besides the ball going in, there was some really good execution. I mean, the ball going in skews everything, but uh, we didn't get dribble happy. Uh, we passed the ball, we moved, uh, we made the right reads, uh, we take, took advantage of some mismatches. That was all positive. Got a little defensive in the second half uh, against the zone, and yet I um, thought we found a way to, to stem the tide a little bit. I thought our offensive rebounding, second chance points, 9 nothing was uh, a big part of the game. And then I thought the job our perimeter players did on the glass was, was very, very important. The Illini with that win over the Cornhuskers for their third win in conference play. Let's head up to the Breslin Center in East Lansing where Doug Altenberger is standing by getting ready to call the game with Brian Barnhart. Good evening, Doug. Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing well. Assume a good trip for you. What's the scene? Well, uh, it's senior night here in, uh, in uh, the Breslin, so uh, it's, uh, you know, it's a night where uh, you know, uh, a lot of guys, will uh, three seniors will be honored and uh, – you know, it's a, it's an emotional night, and uh, as a player, I, I never really liked playing uh, uh, against a team that had a senior. Well, you know, Doug, senior night. Doug, wait a minute. Are they going to make? Uh, are they going to honor uh, Bridges and Jackson? <laughs> it's their last. They're seniors too, aren't they? Yeah, boy, that's a. When you look at these guys, and uh, you forget they're you know they start four sophomores and a freshman, but they're. Lauren, I was listening to you earlier. I mean, they they are these guys are just uh, athletic wise. They're they're just off the charts. Well, Doug, uh, the Illini have Michael Finke on the trip. Any word if he's playing? Uh, no, I do not think he's going to be uh, playing. I think they're going to try to get him ready to, uh, for uh, against Purdue. So I don't expect him to be playing. LaRon Black is almost a little bit unsung this year, and he has been the most consistent performer. It's really been a spectacular year for him. What do you like about him? Well, I, I think he's one of the most improved guys in the Big Ten, no question about it. What I've really been impressed is, uh, you know, he doesn't shoot a lot of them, but he has uh, really gained a, 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 a decent range. He's doc- knocked down a few threes, uh, and that really helps, especially uh, with the, the offense that uh, Coach Underwood's trying to run, trying to swing the ball. And uh, if he can hit that uh, shot right at the free throw line or, or, you know, behind that three-point line a little bit to loosen up the uh, offense, I mean, the defense a little bit, plus – He's usually the guy that's going against him as a big guy, and they don't want to come out and really, you know, test him uh, from three-point land. So he's – I thought offensively, I mean, there's not much else you can ask him to do. Uh, defensively, I think 
at times, you know, he's had to give up so much size and uh, down, especially in the Big Ten. You know, these guys in the Big Ten, especially t- today's uh, tonight's game, is you're going against some, some big boys, and you know, he's just given up uh, some inches there and some pounds. But he's he's a competitor. He's a warrior. All the coaches uh, really talk uh, highly of him and, and his intensity, and he brings it every night. You know, the one thing I think he's improved on is, is his range this year over last year. I thought he had the 15-foot jumper last year, but maybe he's, a, he's worked on it to the point where he can definitely get it off, even though a guy's all over him. He seems to be able to uh, recoil almost the way Rick Mount used to do on that shot. I don't want to compare those. But, I mean, uh, he, he does get up and, and, and leans back enough to get the shot off, and uh, that's made him a pretty solid scorer. Yeah, he liked it, that, the little, that little 15-foot baseline jumper last year off of uh, the, the offense that they ran this year uh, he, he's been a little bit more productive going into the pain area uh, one of the things he needs to work on is he likes to go to his right as we all know watching him a lot he he needs to go to his left a little bit uh, i know it's uh, a lot of times in game situations uh, uh, he'll just go really hard uh, to his right so he needs to get that left hand game going but he he's improved uh dramatic dramatically and i i agree with you lauren it, it's it's his range uh, that's impressed me here the last uh, you know three or four weeks. He's he's stepped out. You know teams do have scouting reports on these guys, and uh, they're jamming him inside. But I asked him uh, maybe a month or so or two, and uh, you know how does he get that ball off? Gets going against some of those seven footers, and he said, Doug, I'm used to it. I've been doing it my whole life. He he's got that little fall away J, and he he's got that high arch, mm-hmm. and uh, he's got a great touch. Well, Doug, I know you've got both the right side and the left side going for tonight's <laughs> broadcast, so we'll hear from you in a few minutes. Appreciate it. All right, guys. That's Doug Altenberger. He and Brian have the call coming up in a little bit. When we come back, we'll dive a little bit more into LaRon Black, also bring you our keys to the game. Brian Barnhart will also visit with Jamal Walker for the Coach's Corner here on Fighting Illini Game Day. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more, here's Scott Beatty. Taking you to the top of the hour as the Illini get ready for Michigan State up, up in East Lansing, Michigan in the Breslin Center. We talk about LaRon Black, Mr. Consistency with 15.1 points per game this year and five and a half rebounds as well. Brad Underwood talking about LaRon Black's great year so far. Jordan flips it ahead to Tijon Lucas. 25-22, Illinois by three. Lucas, left corner, Black open again for three. And he's red hot. LaRon Black, seven of eight from the field. And the Illini lead is back to six at 28-22. Yet I know how much energy he expends uh, because everything he sees is geared basically to him. Uh, when, you, when you look at the productivity, when you dive into a scout and you see how people are playing us and how tight the floor is, how shrunk the floor is, and how he's getting his points, pretty impressive. Um, and then I think we see where he's expanded his game. You know, he came off the, the two-man game last night and hit a 15-foot pull-up, and, and that's something we practice every day. And then, you know, his three-point range is you know, something he's very, very comfortable with and, and we've got to exploit in the right matchups. So, yeah, he's a good player. He's hard to guard. And, and uh, you know, my challenge is, is uh, putting him in spots that uh, give him the opportunities to be successful. Yet there was something Brad Underwood didn't expect from LaRon Black this year. I didn't know that his he would grow into a guy that we could run some actions to get threes, bring him off the dribble for some action. Uh, I thought he would be the junkyard dog offensive rebounder, undersized big that, had to score on offensive rebounds, you know, had to score with an angle. 
um, he's, can, he's, he's shined in, in, in not just those areas, but all the others. And, uh, uh, you know, now we've got to get him to the foul line. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot more productivity out there as he continues to hone in on his footwork that I'm excited about for next year is, and as we move forward because he can start getting him to the line six, eight times, ten times a game. Now you've, now you've got a, a guy that everybody has to fear because of, of fouls. Right wing, Frazier. Frazier looking for a pick. Cross court to Lucas. On a bench, wanted a foul. 12 to shoot. Left wing, Smith can't fire. Now looking for Black. He's the go-to guy right now. Baseline. First goal! Beautiful fade away. Laurent Black, he's unstoppable. And it's 67-64, Illinois by three. And here comes the sellout crowd. Those highlights from Sunday there. Laron Black, who led the way with 20-plus points. I wonder what his ceiling is. What is his future after Illinois basketball? Well, I don't think that it's great in terms of the NBA because – I don't think he has enough. He's Size. averaging five and a half rebounds per game right now yeah. for the Illini. I thought when I saw him play as a sophomore, I thought this is a guy that's going to be a fearsome rebounder, and he has not been that strong a rebounder. Yeah. I mean, you got guys in the league averaging double figures in rebounds, and he's averaging five and a half. We'll come back with our keys to the game as we get ready for Illinois and Michigan State. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Here again, Scott Beatty. It's Illinois and Michigan State. Brad Underwood talking about the last time these two teams met this year. Really hurt us in transition. Uh, They had 26 points in transition. It's what they do. We've got to do a really good job of trying to slow that down. Where we got in trouble was uh, there in the first half. We've got a couple point lead, I think, and we have three consecutive possessions. We shoot threes uh, with 21, 22 on the clock. We miss them, and they go down and, and became easy baskets. Uh, they jumped it up to 12 or 13 and early in the second half, and it kind of stayed there. Uh, we couldn't get it back under control, partly due to their offensive rebounding. But uh, you know, a Tom Mizzou team is going to rebound. We've got to be more competitive on the glass, but uh, I do think we've grown since uh, that first meeting. Time for our keys to the game. Brought three point bank and champagne, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested, also brought to you by the Pella Windows Store. Lauren? Well, Michigan State made three, four, had 25 turnovers, okay? They didn't yeah. get enough shots, but the ones they got, they shot over 68%, I believe. So, you got you got to protect the basket. I say this every game. You can't. And the reason Illinois beat Nebraska was because they didn't give up the shots, so many shots at the rim. If Michigan State gets all those shots at the rim, you, you haven't got a chance. And they're going to get theirs. They're going to get theirs. But if the Illini can take care of the basketball, not give up uh, early shots, bad shots, and really they're going to have to play mistake free tonight for this ball game to go in their favor. Want a half court game is what you want, and, yeah. and Michigan State wants to run it. Yeah, and it's advantage Michigan State anytime they run. Our keys to the game are brought to you by the Pella Window Store. For all your window and door needs, visit the Pella Window Store on Country Fair Drive or go to PellaOfChampagne.com and by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign. Uh, at stake tonight for the Illini, a chance to upend a top-five ranked opponent for Michigan State, trying to get a 
share of at least a share that is of the Big Ten title. They sit at 14 and two right now. The only team with two or fewer losses in Big Ten play, Purdue and Ohio State, both have three. We'll see who how this shakes out in the remaining ball games. The Illini uh, have got to go to the basket. I'm repeating myself. The three bigs in the last game made 19 baskets and 23 shots. The coach's corner. Oh. They might have injured themselves on the rim a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> the coach's corner is next. Brian Barnhart will talk with Jamal Walker on the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Illinois and Michigan State coming up. Time for the Coach's Corner with the voice of the Fighting Illini, Brian Barnhart. He talks with assistant coach Jamal Walker from Illinois. Let's head out there. Here's Brian with Jamal. Jamal Walker, scout of the Spartans, and he's got the scout again here tonight. You've been in this building before. It's a great atmosphere and a, a good opponent tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they're playing really, really well. And they won their last, I do believe, 11 games. And uh, uh, it's one of the better environments in the, in the league. And uh, we, we got a tough test uh, in front of us. And I think our guys are really looking forward to it, though. So I'm um, uh, ready to get the ball going. I was going to say, if you're, if you're a, a player and you've got – uh, the challenge in front of you. I mean, as a player, that's that's exciting to face that challenge. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's why uh, guys come to this level and play. I mean, they want to play in the Big Ten. They want to play in hostile environments. They want to play against uh, big-time players in big-time environments. So this is one today. Uh, they have some of the best players in the country, and uh, Miles Bridges and Jaron Jackson. I think they're going to be professionals uh, someday, and uh, it's a big challenge. But like I said, it's a team game. It's not an individual one-on-one -on -one battle. It's uh, it's five against five, and so we got to do a really good job of playing together and. and and, and really having a confidence to be aggressive. What did you take as you look back at the first meeting with Michigan State? We did force them into a lot of turnovers. Mm -hmm. They got a lot of easy baskets. We give up some just by the way we play defensively, but but certainly I thought we scrambled them somewhat. We did some at times. I mean, when anytime you uh, give a team uh, or excuse me, you force a team into 25 turnovers, that, that that's not their norm. So. Uh, we did some good things. Uh, I think we, we're going to make some adjustments from uh, from game one to game two. I thought we we did some things well, but you know on that end of the floor we can be better. I think we got to limit the amount of easy opportunities that they get, particularly from the backdoor cuts. We got to minimize uh, their second chances, and then we got to keep them out of transition. When they score 26 points in transition, those are hard to guard. I mean, again, the game's five on five, but when it's transition, there's numbers. Um, the course bigger, form wider, they can be able to get in and attack the basket. Yeah, and I think uh, talking to coach about it too about taking good shots. Uh, some of the transition buckets they got last time were three-point shots we took really quick. Yeah, and that, that's something we addressed in an adjustment. We've got, we've got to be aggressive uh, with intelligence. I think we got to, we, we can't be passive and, and lay back and not take good shots, but uh, we got to drain the shot clock. we got to move the ball. Um, and, and then when you get a good one, step into it and have confidence, knock it down. Yeah. Well, this uh, Michigan State team coming back from, was it 27 down the other night? Yeah. I mean, think about that. You've played the game. That's hard to do. Very hard to do. <laughs> Very hard to do. It's almost a perfect storm of, of events that had to happen in order for those guys to kind of break that um, to break that 27-point lead. Um, they, and give credit to Coach Izzo and his team. I mean, I could tell coming in the second half, they were they were they were. Uh, had a different spunk about them, different mentality, and, and it showed throughout the second half, and they were able to get the win. We'll come back with Jamal Walker. We're on the Coach's Corner here in East Lansing after this timeout. Jamal Walker with the Coach's Corner here tonight from East Lansing, Michigan. In the last meeting, Kipper Nichols had 27 points. Uh, was he a matchup problem for them? Uh, I would say uh, he got some good looks. I think uh, the way we moved the ball, he was on the back end of some of those 
uh, uh, some of those plays. And, 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 and to his credit, he made shots to do that. So um, we got to do the same thing as far as moving the ball. And then whoever's on the back end, whoever's Kipper or, or whoever, they got to be able to step up. And, and, and when we get open looks, to knock it down. Yeah. And uh, Laron, in the last game against them, how do you thought he did? And uh, he's improved so much over the last month, uh, even taking his game to a next level. Can he be a factor? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think uh, Laron's proven that he could be a factor in any game in the Big Ten. So um, we got to get him the ball. I think we made a big emphasis in the Nebraska game of getting the ball. Um, you could tell he got an early groove. And uh, when he got his groove, I don't think anybody was going to take that away from him. Um, and the guys kept feeding him. I think that's something that guys got to understand. When a guy, you see a guy get it going, you got to feed the beast. And, and our guys did that in the Nebraska game. Cassius Winston gets them into a lot of good stuff, uh, assist leader in the nation. Three-point shooting. Uh, he just does a lot of yeah, things right. He's, he's top in assist to turnover in the country. He's the number. I think the other day I saw that he was the number one um, in, in three-point field goal percentage. Um, he's a, he's he's probably a guy that in, in in scouting people probably know about, but the fans probably say, hey, you know, he's probably the second or third option. I think he's the big part of what they do. Um, he, he's he's got he makes success. He made plays. You can tell he wants the ball late. Uh, he makes he puts him every guys in, in the right positions to be successful, and that's what a good point guard does. So much of this uh, when you play Michigan State is they play at a high level. You got to try to get them uncomfortable. We've done that before here. Yeah, we have. We have. I mean. Uh, it's, this has got to do that for consistently for 40 minutes. Uh, obviously, they got big time players. They're going to make some plays. Uh, we're going to play some really good defense, and they're going to make a shot. It's just uh, the sustained effort, the sustained execution, and then playing in this type of environment. You got to have the, the the communication, and you got to have the toughness to make 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 plays when they are there. Be physical, uh, and obviously don't foul, and, and make things really really tough for them all day long. I know you guys preach communication, communicate with each other, talk. Especially important in an environment like this, right? Uh, it's always important. I mean, um, communication is important in not only just basketball, but in life. I mean, uh, uh, sometimes uh, lack of communication causes confusion amongst people um, in whatever world or whatever profession you're in. So uh, we want to try to minimize that in environments that, that have kind of distractions, that you, you minimize confusion, you minimize all those things that could happen by just simply communicating. And I think we, if we do that, uh, then you're all on the same page. Uh, it brings the closeness and togetherness that we want uh, in order to have an opportunity to win games on the road. Rebounding the big stat tonight? Uh, yeah, rebounding. I think that's uh, last last time they out-rebounded 22. Uh, we got to shrink that margin significantly. And then uh, how many transition points they get. Uh, if we can find a way to cut off their water a little bit in those areas, um, or we minimize those to 12 or less, uh, in transition, and then it's it's closer even in, in rebounding. We're going to be right where we need to be to be successful in the game. Hey, Jamal, good luck tonight. We appreciate it. Right, thank you. All right, that's Jamal Walker. He's got the scout on the Coach's Corner from Michigan State. Thanks much, Brian. And the Coach's Corner brought to us by Scotty's Brewhouse and Hickory Point Bank. Yolanda in a stretch here of three games in six days, a brutal stretch for them schedule-wise. We'll see if they can play David to the Goliath that is Michigan State tonight. I'm Scott Beatty. I'm back with Matt McCumber and you after the ball game with the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. That'll be right here on News Talk 1400 WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS, Champaign-Urbana News Gazette Media Stations. Let's head out now to East Lansing for more.